and it's Lindsay Kibalowski. I'm here with Lindsay Kibalowski. <laughs> um, and she is uh, the acting digital media specialist. specialist at the Mint Museum yeah. in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she's going to give us a little bit about uh, where she's from and her education. Yep. So, originally, I'm from Michigan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In 2008, so I've been here for quite a while. Uh, background, I may have been a lot of things, but ended up with a degree in graphic design. Uh, moved down here, taught myself web design and coding, and ended up uh, starting a business that was an online news business. Did that for seven years. Uh, we had to shut the company down. Issues with making money. <laughs> Hard. And we were a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, and now I work for the Mint Museum of Art in Charlotte as the digital media specialist, and I basically do everything digital in the museum and default tech. <laughs> so, so yeah, I handle the website, I handle the social media, I do a lot of the marketing for everything. Um, we do have a marketing team, which I'm part of, and yeah, any digital initiatives and strategies, uh, that's my job. You kind of oversee those areas and, and work with the people in them, or is it kind of... Oh, the people all... in them is me. <laughs> so you're a one-man one show. Man show yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would love to one day have a digital team, but right now, you know, the nonprofit is hard to get. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, that is the goal. <laughs> Do you find that you have to collaborate with other departments in the museum? Yes. Or... Yes, and I'm actually one of the people that's kind of got my hands in all the pots because I do have to talk to each of the different departments and teams to make sure that uh, their marketing needs are met and if they have issues or questions or needs around digital anything, that's me. Uh, so learning engagement does our educational programs. Um, so we get the word out for them and same thing, um, collections and exhibitions, they end up needing techniques here and there, so I help them with that. Um, yeah, those are the two that I work with more often than not. And then there's my team who I work with, obviously. Do you guys still do anything with the QR coding? Uh, we haven't in a while, and I kind of think kind of out of trend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Somebody brought that up the other day. Like, oh, we should do such and such with QR code. And this is that not an art. This isn't yeah. even our, our company. It was some place trying to sell us something. I'm like. Do people use those anymore? <laughs> like, oh, we don't know. <laughs> I so still have a. <laughs> I still use a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, we haven't really done anything with QR codes in a while. <laughs> At least not since I've been there. And then you guys have like devices for uh, self guided tours? Uh, we don't currently. Um, I'm actually, though, working on a project to get digital into the museum. When I, when I say that, I mean a digital experience. <laughs> right now, we really don't have any of that. Um, we tried self-guided tours way back before I was on board, and it didn't work very well. Yeah. People weren't using it, but I think it's... It was one of those clunky, like, handheld ones. I'm not even sure how it worked. I think it might have been even on their smartphones. Oh, okay. Um, because the same company recently contacted us wanting to sell it to us again. Mm -hmm. But I'd already decided to get on board with this company called Smartify, 
which we haven't launched yet. We're hoping to launch this fall, but it's a lot of back-end work that you have to do. So yeah. basically what that program will do is allow you to use your phone to take photos of a work of art, mm -hmm. and then it will spit back. Like, the, the program mm -hmm. will recognize, if it's in the database, yeah. it will recognize the work and spit that extra information that's not readily available to you on the label. So you Are they using your own database or like their they, database? So okay. what we have to do is gather all the information. So I've got archives, I'm working with archives to get that information and we're tutorial to get that information. Right. And then we give it to this company who then puts it in their database. So because we have so many pieces in the museum, we can only yeah. start with a, a select few because it is a lot of man hours to get something like this going. Um, but we're going to add on per quarter and keep it going. Hopefully we'll be able to test and see if people are using it and it's popular. We'll keep, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep sending so them more kind of, it's, I mean, it's all kind of an experiment, but then it also comes down to, like, on the board level about whether or not they want to put the money towards it. Well, this one's actually free, so that's great. Oh, that's um, so that's why we want to start with this one. They do have a paid membership where if, if you like the product and if it's going well, we can pay them to basically write the program to do certain things for us that nobody else has. Yeah. But we want to start off with the free version and test it and see if anybody's even going to use it and then go somewhere. But we have been getting feedback saying people want more of an experience when they come to the museum. Well, I went to the, did you see the Genghis Khan when it was at the Discovery Place? I didn't. I saw that. I saw that. I mean, it was, I, I thought it was pretty good. But then you go through and they had a lot of touch tablets for, um, you know, the kids to interact with. And, and, and it was like navigating a story, yeah. but I wasn't really impressed with it. I thought it was kind of just secondary. Mm -hmm. Like there was so much great artifacts and so much wonderful visual. It just yeah. kind of cheapened it a little bit. Yeah. I think if they had, I don't know, because it's a kids museum, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, there's there museums all over the place now are trying different digital things. And I think I think it's a museum in Pennsylvania that has the touch pads to kind of do what I'm explaining, yeah. um, but they have the extra information on the iPad. Yeah. yeah, like they have little stations now yeah. for it. Um, I know people are trying that. Um, I have ideas to bring some other things in. It's just so much you can do in the time allotted. Yeah. <laughs> Baby yeah. steps. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of very cool things that all these things we're doing, but I think it's still kind of fairly new in the grand scheme of things. Well, so and it's, it's how much can you saturate the everyday person with digital. I mean, we might, like, already are used to our cell phones. Like, we're already attached to our own and then, devices. And then there's also the argument of, do you want people to move in that direction? I mean, you have an art museum. Do you want them to be distracted even more so with a digital device and not really look at the art? I mean, I think they'll look at the art still. But I had a curator ask me that when I was talking about Spotify. You know, there is a certain generation that's going to use this, and that's the only way they're going to come to the museum because they have something fun to play with while they're there too. I mean, it's a yeah. great experience. You experience the art, you experience history. But I think everybody has different ones, <laughs> so we're trying to just give a little to everyone. I think so this will just be a test, and it may fail, and it may be great. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think the thing with those big touch screens is how much do those things, those things have They're expensive. Yeah, and then it's technology that gets outdated. 
yeah. within two or three years. Yeah, and with nonprofits, I mean, generally to purchase stuff like that, we have to get grants, which takes time. And yeah, we've uh, we're actually doing a big project that we got a grant for that we announced in July. We announced it earlier this year. Um, we got a tech grant from the Knight Foundation, and we're going to be recreating our staircase and lighting it up and having it be interactive. It's a pretty massive staircase, <laughs> and we've been told that it's intimidating. So we're like, how can we make it less intimidating? We this tech grant, so we're gonna, it's gonna light up, it's gonna have music, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, cool! Do something more interactive. Yeah. So that's yeah, something else that we're trying to do. Um, so how did you first get interested in your field? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so you started in graphic design. Was, well, was the goal? Was graphic design was my last major that I landed on, but yes, I, I've always been interested in art. I just never knew what I could possibly do besides be a starving artist. Yeah. That would make me like, yeah. Um, so I kind of put that idea to rest and pursued other avenues, many, many other avenues, and then came back around and was like, oh, graphic design. That's it hadn't even occurred to me that you can do something digital and artsy and yeah. people need it. So I ended up doing that. Um, and it kind of just built from there. I said I moved down here. Of course, that's when the recession hit. <laughs> so everything was being outsourced. And I ended up finding this startup and just worked my way up that way. But he needed pretty much everything, so he needed the full chevet. Like I ran the business, I did the marketing, I did the website. It was, it was also a good way for me to be able to test my skills and build my skills. Yeah. Um, Can I answer your question? <laughs> and then, I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit, but how has it changed since you've started in your profession? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, technology is constantly. Yes, always, always. Growing and changing. Um, I think that, especially with museums, they're they're starting to move from traditional into something a little more now. <laughs> and it's, it's what does that mean? You know, like what what does that mean? That it's it should be just a fun fun time. So we just had this big survey done uh, and pulled. I can't remember. I think it's. I can't remember how many people took the survey. It was quite a few, 900 or something like that. And it was basically asking them, you know, what interests you about museums? Do you go to museums? What do you like to do when you go out? Sort of trying to get a feel for what people want. And a lot of the, the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways from that was that people want an experience. I mean, they're, they're getting, not all of them, but a good amount of them, especially the newer generations, are getting bored with the whole traditional ways of things. Like they, they're, they're used to technology. They've always had a computer. They've always had a smartphone. I'm talking about the new generation. <laughs> and even in the older generation, a lot of them are do have smartphones and they love using them. And yeah. then you've got the ones that just want a paper and they don't they don't want to touch smartphones. They don't want to touch computers. They don't have anything techie-wise. They don't want to know anything about tech. So you've got all these people and it, we're just trying to think all the museums not are trying to find a way to appeal to that very broad audience. Um, I know a Smartify, I'm talking a lot about that <laughs> what I'm doing right yeah. now. Um, a big group of museums just launched the product also on Museum Day Live, which was in September. 
and we've got a good chunk here, um, and then there's, it's based out of the UK, so there's a lot of museums overseas that have it now, and a lot of museums. Like uh, Victoria and Albert. Or the list. <laughs> I know the Louvre has it. Um, the Guggenheim, the Laguna Museum here. Um, I can't remember. There's there is a big list that that just launched the app, so it'll be interesting to see how everybody does. Smithsonian. I think that that's what's needed is this kind of cross collaboration of institutions because that that is why like someone like me will just Google right. versus. I don't know what collections are where and yeah. charting that. How do you even begin to do that? Yeah, so this is this app is cool too because when you get on it, you can see all the museums that are using it, and you can click on them and they'll have sample pieces, so you can see. Oh, I didn't know this was here. Or, yeah, I want to go see that. Yeah. It's kind of like a branding thing. Um, and you can have your own collection, so when you go into the museum, you can take a photo oh, nice. if it's in the desk. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the glue, of course, probably has their entire collection on here because they have a team of people that can do this. Yeah. We do not have a large team yeah. of people that can provide this information. So we're trying the best we can right now. Um, I think one of them, we got excited when we saw most of these have hundreds in their database. And we saw one that had four. I'm like, yes. <laughs> we don't feel so out of place, but we're going to start with 12. <laughs> but, and then you've got to do the marketing around that, which I'm actually working on the campaign leader today. Uh, we've got to make sure that the pieces that are in the database are easy to find so people don't get frustrated and think that they can do it with all of the pieces. And then it looks like it doesn't work. Right. So, um, Oh, what are the top five skills someone should learn right now if they want to enter into your profession? Well, I think, like I said, communication, marketing, those are two of the biggest ones. Um, be able to be interested in analysis and strategy, um, be studying trends. Uh, where, where do you recommend like, navigating, studying trends? There you, just, you just have to pay attention to everything, really. <laughs> I don't know if there was like a place where you. No, there's no one place. Um, really, it's just watching what your people do, and what, what your visitors do, watching your own channels, uh, talking to other museums and other institutions that do something similar to you, and seeing if they'll give you that information, kind of how they're doing, and how their visitors are reacting to certain things they're doing. Um, it's. it's Never ends. Yeah, it's constant. <laughs> you constantly have to figure out things shift and move, and trends shift and move. And you have to try your best to keep up with it. But I would say, aside from like the obvious stuff, try to know HTML, <laughs> know a little bit about code. Uh, but yeah, marketing communications is probably one of the biggest parts of this because you, even when you're building a website, you still have to know who you're marketing to, what your goals are, um, to help you figure out the best design for your audience and how to turn that into revenue. That makes sense. Um, so when you're looking ahead at future initiatives, which it sounds like you guys have a lot going on, um, what are the most important factors to consider? That's probably, you probably already mentioned um, who, who your audience is. Yeah, so it's funny. I wrote all of my answers down, and I haven't even. Like, I feel like I have some really good stuff in here, but I'm just gonna wing it. 
repeat that question one more time. Um, so looking at future initiatives, oh, right. what are some factors that you take yeah. into consideration? So yeah, you, again, you need to know what your goals are. That's probably the most important part. Um, and then finding out like who's your audience, what do you want to convey to them, what do they want, what do they want, how can you give it to them. Um, so getting that communication from your audience is really important. Yeah, and that has a lot to do with just just watching the analytics and how are they using your social media channels, for example, or how are they visiting your website, what are they looking at when they go to your website, uh, doing surveys just to find out what it is they're expecting or what they want or what they don't like. Um, yeah, because if you figure that out, <laughs> then you can move forward and try testing things like or uh, beacon technology, or just fun things, and introduce them, and then test them, and see what happens, and again, some may work, some may not, and then you just keep keep doing that, so you find something that people actually like, and then you stick with that, and then you try the next thing, and add to them. Yeah, just, so you just kind of roll with something if it's working until it basically stops well, working. Or yes, and I, and I make it sound like I'm just like picking things out of the sky. Like, Let's try this. Yeah, I mean, I've researched. I do the research. So you'll, you find something that you think people are using. Yeah. Actually, the only reason I know about Smartify is because somebody came into the museum asking if they could use it. Oh, I already know that. Yes, and I did the research and I looked into them and I talked to them and I talked to other museums that use them to find out if it was working for them before we just jumped in. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, it sounds like a good a good. I think we of, actually had to read a bunch of articles about it yeah. for this class, so <laughs> I know right. that there's some. Um, well, then one of our curators found a really great article talking specifically about Spotify and saying how great it was, and it was Shazam or whatever it is. But, but <laughs> like Shazam. Um, so I was really excited to see that other people are talking about it now, because it is fairly new. Yeah. Not a ton of people know about it, and yeah, more museums that use it, more popular it'll become. I think it's it's something people don't have to use if they don't want to, but it's just it's there. They do. And, and I think it opens up a whole different field for educational needs and like needing any kind of educational, yeah. uh, it, 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 any kind of like mission statement in yeah. education. Um, yeah, it's it's really nice because it's kind of like a one stop shop. So we've already done the research to find this information, so you're not having to move on, move on to all the different sites. So now that we have our archives and we have all these um, sources of information, so you, as a user, wouldn't have to go back and look at all this information, and you can know that it's for real and it's not yeah. like a yeah. screwed up Wikipedia page. Right. <laughs> and, um, or my students like they like to go to uh, totallyhistory.com. Um, <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what's what's back and what's not sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Dot um, com is usually a, a stay away from. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. You just never know. <laughs> so it it takes that it, for research purposes it takes having to go do it helps you save you time if you don't have to go research anything. But it's nice we have had people like I I will be looking at these art thinking I wish I knew more about why or what that is. Yeah. Well, and someone like uh, you know like I I, I talked to my students about Van Gogh. And you're so overexposed to his really famous pieces that you don't really see how his early work was yeah. so different before you went to Paris and yeah. studied Impressionism and, you know, started using color. Like, yeah. it's, it's like you kind of need to chart that progression in an artist's career yeah. like, to, to have that whole context. Yeah. I went to a museum years and years and years ago that had some of Picasso's sketches, mm -hmm. like 
Yeah, I mean, he did ceramics. Most people yeah. don't know he did ceramics. The had a ceramic. I didn't know that either until I went to the back door, which was right across the street from us, and they had uh, an owl ceramic. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting to learn. Um, okay, so how do you determine success, overall success of a project? I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot, so I apologize. But again, I go back to... It all comes down to the numbers, yeah. Yeah. What is your goal, and have you succeeded in that goal? Uh, so if your goal is to get more traffic to your website, for example, um, you know, pay attention to the analytics and watch watch how many people are using it. If you, like we reach, we have, we set goals every quarter. So, and then we have like a three-year strategy plan. And I think our three-year strategy plan is to increase our... Um, online audience anyway by I want to say 30 percent over three years and I, you know I did the math so I didn't just pick a number out of yeah. the sky I'm like okay how much is it progressing now and then did the math and figured out okay feasibly this is what we can reach and so then um, we can go back to like Google Analytics for example and find out who's how many people are visiting this and see if we've reached um, you're looking to get more revenue so, has there been success in the next gen project, or is that well, still kind of your experimental? Let me just read you what <laughs> Sarah Wolf wrote. Okay. <laughs> she's the one who kind of. I mean, you guys might not want to be like giving that information. No, it's okay. No, it's a great program. Um, as far as their. It's hard to get students of a certain age to really yeah. dive into something like that. I mean, so she kind of writes about how our big, their biggest problem, our biggest problem next year right now is effective communication and just figuring out how how we communicate to that particular audience. We're used to communicating to an audience that's you know who down the house and on their own and yeah. has their own stuff to do. And they're not relying on their parents. So they're coming to you more than you're coming to them. Or, or they they have that interest built in already. Where with something like Next Gen, it's a it's a great program um, to try to get like you said to try to get kids involved and give them a voice. Um, but they don't always know that. I don't know if they just don't know it's there or if they don't know they don't know what's available to them. Um, we've learned that, for example, the mailing lists we send out to do constant contact is what we use. Um, we were doing mailing lists to them, and a lot of them were getting it because they were either going to their parents' email addresses or they just didn't read their email. I mean, I didn't read email. I had a computer back. <laughs> trying to think what year that was. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm reading the rest of what she wrote. So she, uh, yeah, so she moved. She started sending price. She's sending them from her own email now because it's a smaller list. So it doesn't have to be sent through constant contact. And she's getting more of a response from that because it's more personalized. But she still has the whole issue of sometimes it goes to parenting and that's other the kids. Yeah, some of them don't have their phones. Um, parents don't want to share their numbers, obviously. <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of little factors here and there that make it a little more difficult to communicate to that particular audience. So we're trying to, I mean, learning engagement has tons of programs for kids of all ages. Right. And overall, they do a really nice job of communicating 
Have you guys done any kind of actual mailers to like schools or, or you know, like communicated with counselors and schools to help kids when they're thinking about college? I'm not sure if they have specifically around next gen. Um, because that's a great thing for them to have on their resume yeah. when they're looking to apply. You know, that's 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 how I spin it to the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, see, so we have internship programs, but that's prior to. So we do get you everyone at the well, high get, school level. We do get a few high schoolers okay. that intern. It's rare, and it's, it's usually they already know about it and they right. want to get in. But the majority of our interns are in college already. Yeah. And they're trying to, I mean, that's usually what people intern more often than that anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if that, if they do send, they may send out letters. I'm not sure. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they have their own budget, they do their own things. Sometimes we don't do all of their marketing for them. Um, so yeah, there's a little, there can be a little disconnect with how much I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will bring that up because that is a good idea if they're not. I will say though, depending on the audience, mailers don't always work either. Yeah, um, or even just like sending an email to um, the art teachers at those schools because they're always looking yeah. to get their kids involved. In so those. we do have teacher programs, um, and actually, it's kind of a fairly new initiative this, this year. Started last year. I feel like it's really um, we do. It's like teacher workshops, but they they come in and they can learn about the art and they can um, you know they relay back whatever information they want to their kids. Yeah, and then they, we add some fun aspects to it too. But again, free engagement. <laughs> they put that together. Yeah, <laughs> so they can speak way better than that. <laughs> I, I just market the event when it comes up. <laughs> um. Success. Um, what are some personal goals for you that you'd still like to achieve, whether it's career or, I mean, well, obviously career, but yeah, um, whether it's at the Mint or, you know, because you can't really move up any higher than, you're kind of top dog right now, so well, that's <laughs> the lone dog is yeah. more like it. Um, I mean, for me, I, I really like, I'm a puzzle solver, and I like to figure out problems, and so this is a great position for me because because I am the only person in digital, I kind of have free range to do my thing to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a boss, obviously. Um, but I guess goals for me are to just figure out what kind of strategies to come up with to bring in the things that people want into the museum on the digital side anyway. Um, figure out how to make it more fun for people, more interesting. Like I love it. So you're you found your home. You're you're happy at the mint. Yeah. 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 I do like it there. They would be um they'd be kind of in trouble if you <laughs> if you left <laughs> That's the best kind of position to be in yeah. because they know how valuable you are. Yeah, yeah. Adjunct teacher. Uh, <laughs> I've moved, I've lived in North Dakota, Alabama. <laughs> I'm living here. Yeah. I'm I'm done with the shuffling around. So something like imagine. what you do, where you're, they can't, they really can't get rid of you unless. Well, unless I was a Yeah, I'm, unless, yeah. I'm sure they have other resumes <laughs> lined up. Oh no. <laughs> now there's there is a lot of interest in this position. Well, how many? But like, if you think about it, how many people have an art background that also do, you know, that do what you do? Like it's yeah. it's yeah, you might have a few, but 
you have the experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, having having a pretty broad skill set is useful. Yeah. yeah. Add that back into the other question you asked about the five skills. Um. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so what is what has been some of the challenges? Because you've only been at the Mint for a year, a little over a year and a half. Year. Yeah. Um, I mean, was it a big challenge to transition into that position? Or? Um, I'm a pretty quick learner, so and I loved art and as it is, and I already love digital. And learning the biggest challenge when I first started was just getting to know the do's and don'ts, basically. So you've got a lot of don'ts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the museum. <laughs> Just because you've got copyright issues on images. That does um, seem stressful. Yeah. (laughs) You've got grants and you've got all these things that you have to kind of wait on. So anything that you want to do, you've got to expect it to take more time than you think is going to occur. Um, For example, the website, doing anything different, I've been working on that since I started. Oh, wow. And so it's still (laughs) a year and a half later. (laughs) We're moving forward, but slowly. And it was smart about, like, this is, we were hoping to launch in September, but just things happen and you have to make sure everything is the way it needs to be. So, I mean, you're, you're representing the museum, so you want to make sure it's really good before you must launch So you, you have to not only get your boss's approval, the stamp on it, but then do you have to get to the board and get um, kind of... Sometimes it goes to the board, and this for Smartify, for example, it, that did not go to the board, but it does go to senior leadership, so it has to be signed off basically from all of the teams, which it's, it's hard to get everybody to want to play ball. <laughs> you have to be convinced that everybody's on board for this one, which is great. I'm super excited about that. <laughs> I was surprised, but it's exciting. Um, but yeah, it's just getting everybody to want to do it and get excited about it. Is there ever like any politics oh, yeah. in the process? Oh, yeah. People oh, like pick sides and. Yes. Oh, well. That's not good. <laughs> but I think that's true for everybody. Yeah, you're always going to have struggles and issues with that. I think it just makes it even better when it's the finished product yeah. and succeeds at the end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's lots of struggles. Um, any any specific projects or anything that um, well, like I said, I guess nothing's been pushed through the final stages yet, so that's probably been the challenge. Yeah. The waiting game. Yeah, the waiting the waiting is definitely the hardest. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just about there. Like I said, we'll be launching Spotify in the fall. Finally. I'm going to try and go a little quicker. I don't want to take all day. Oh, it's, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, which social media do you prefer? So, I, like I personally do not like Twitter. I don't yeah. know why people like it. I find it so annoying. Yeah, so, personally, for my own account, I like Instagram. For a business account, okay. a men's account, I, they're all, they all have their own purposes. They all have their own audiences. So... They all, they all work in different mysterious ways. Yeah. Um, so I have to look through and see when we're promoting our events. There aren't, aren't, let me try that again. Not all of our events are going to go on Instagram because it just, they don't make sense. They're not going to do well. We've tested it. Learning engagements programs on Instagram don't do well. They just don't. They do much better on Facebook. Uh, Twitter. I mean, we get, we get a lot of the news people on Twitter, uh, so that's great for promotions. Yeah. And Charlotte Agenda and Charlotte Five. 
like how do you what do you use personally like what do you enjoy using the most like for your own personal for my personal account Instagram for sure. yeah I barely use Facebook anymore I do the thing where you can just post on Instagram yeah. and see it's Facebook <laughs> I find that a lot of people are switching their names on Facebook well because like for someone like me that's still trying to land that yeah. dream job like you don't want future employers like oh I mean not that not the, I mean, Facebook was like started to just take pictures of drunk people. Right. I mean, so we've so come I, a long way from so those I days. Left your account yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's like you know, I I enjoy Facebook because you know, like I can I can network with like, lots of artists. So I've done curatorial work. So yeah. if I ever want to like really do that, right. then I can pull from you know. Yep. I can Facebook somebody. So I mean, I like it for that, but I also like it to use personally so right. it's, kind of, it's a weird balance you know yeah. you have to you always have to be really cautious about what you put on any social media these days I know, I know. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is sad dog pictures are usually like yeah I do a lot of dog pictures <laughs> <laughs> you found my Instagram it's not locked down <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's I don't know I find I find our not all of our I feel like Facebook are kind of moving to an older crowd, and not not always. That's not true for everybody, but in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I just got tired of watching everybody argue over politics. Yeah. And, yeah. and unintelligently argue over right. politics. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just look at pretty pictures on Instagram yeah, and memes. <laughs> I like Pinterest. Well. Pinterest is, but I don't I don't know Instagram and Pinterest. Yes, you're looking at other people's images, but I don't feel like I'm like a part of it a lot. Where Facebook, you kind of still feel right, part exactly. of there, yeah, which is weird and stalkerish. No, <laughs> I mean, that's no. the whole premise of Facebook. Okay, it's a little more interactive. Yeah. Um, yeah, Twitter. I mean, we used Twitter a lot for my old jobs because we were in the news business. So I mean, it was new. We used it for leads. Yeah. We used it for. We used it mostly for leads. Let's <laughs> be honest. <laughs> and other news sources do the same thing. With our Instagram account, or not our Instagram account, our Twitter account for the museum, um, the biggest challenge is trying to get the word out and within their 140 characters. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. So not everything goes on there because there's just. Most, I just don't. Just Twitter, I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? I never, I, I don't understand how people can keep up with three or four different personal accounts then you got Snapchat which we did try in the museum oh really uh, it's just, can, I don't have a way to keep up with it when I had an intern so I usually get interns in the fall um, not fall the summer sounds like you guys need to make a new position great <laughs> that would be lovely <laughs> keep, keep pushing for it I can't, I can't do it all yeah <laughs> um, see I love when I have an intern because we, we are able to do a lot more social media and again in the summer yeah <laughs> and in the fall uh, I did just start doing meme Mondays though <laughs> occasionally they're harder to come up with new things especially art memes oh really you have to keep in mind you can't you can't offend anybody oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. the one great one that I was made to take down <laughs> it's a religious painting oh it wasn't even it wasn't even insulting or anything but they felt that, you know. That's a whole other. I mean, that's a whole other conversation and, and arts funding and the national endowment and offensive art and I mean, think yeah. about like Chris Christ and like yeah. all those. Yeah. 
those those are in museums like I don't know. Well, people love they love the memes though. They're our most popular post every single time. It's just let me run free. I'm, I'm at least using photos that we have, you know, that are public domain. Yeah. <laughs> in the captions on it. Really, somebody was offended and they recorded it, or? Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. If I still have it. But you keep talking, I'm going to look for this. Oh, um, okay, what kind of analytics do you use to optimize programs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe it's because it said Jesus, that's his name. Uh, uh, yeah. What's the last thing you just saying? Um, okay, analytics. People really. So, I, oh, just chill out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we use Google Analytics, mostly. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, each of the social media channels has their own analytics systems built in. I have looked into using something that feeds and does all analytics for all social media, well, at least the major three social media channels, where you just be a one-stop shop and you could, wouldn't have to go into Twitter and calculate that and then go into Instagram and calculate that. I love that Instagram finally has yeah. statistics. Okay. Um, Facebook, I will say, are the most frustrating. Oh, really? Yeah. But, yeah, those those companies that do all three that kind of pull them in for you are just so expensive. And as a nonprofit, it's yeah. hard to convince anyone. Well, I've, I've looked at some of, I've looked at, you know, the, the public um, tax information for them, and, and it seems like you guys have taken a hit with uh, private well, Donations. ASC, yeah, ASC, uh, their funding drops, so they had to drop a lot of the funding for, say, give to a group of people. And so we, we took pretty big hit there this year. Um, yeah, I think all arts are kind of taking a hit right now. Are you scared <laughs> with the National Endowment? Do you get, like, a decent support there? Or? Yeah, I think, well, we've already we've already planned for everything ahead of time, and budget and we're figuring out where else we can make up for that loss. So I think we're still in a good position. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work and it's really crappy that that happened. <laughs> it's like, like, I, I, you know, I stopped following it, so it did happen. It's out of the budget? Well, or? I don't think it's officially yet, okay. but when I say did, I just assume it's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always prepare, prepare for, for the worst. worst. Yeah. 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 So trying to just always keep membership like recruiting and yeah yeah and we're finally we're actually finally doing a membership drive at some point we're working with a company who's coming up with a whole campaign and doing podcasts so we're trying to oh, cool. when i was brought into the museum i was told we want more millennials in the museum right and that is a, a difficult group to get interested in art if they aren't already yeah <laughs> so. well and unfortunately they don't have they don't have money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm a millennial. Exactly. I have no money. <laughs> yeah. Well, so our membership, we recently changed our membership. So now, or not our membership, our uh, admission. So we used to charge extra for special exhibitions. And now we don't. So we, now everybody is, we're trying to be more inclusive. So right. everybody can see the exhibitions as our general admission, which is only $15. So yeah. I mean, it's not, 
and that includes for both museums. Um, and our membership costs really aren't that bad. I'm trying to remember what area. The other half of my team does, <laughs> does the uh, fundraising and membership. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not too, not too terrible. Um, what has been the most effective strategy for social media advertising? Again, just um, each each channel has its own yeah. audience. So figuring out, we have to strategize around what each audience wants to see. So all of our events go on Facebook just because I can throw a bunch of text down there and an image and a link. And yeah. it, it's there, even though Facebook's algorithms have <laughs> stopped anybody from actually seeing our posts. Oh, you know, because really? you only get, I think, what is it, five... 25% of your followers actually might see your posts as a business in their feed. Um, that's why they have, that's how they're making their money. So they have boosted posts now. So if you boost your post, you can select how many people you want to see this. So we end up having to do that a lot. And it's, it's sounds like, so. uh, sounds like match. It sounds like what they do on match where they're like, oh, move your profile pick up. It's like, yeah, no, I don't care. I'm not that yeah. invested. Well, somebody described it the other day as pay to play and it has become a bit of pay to play. Um, yeah, so it's just, and then Twitter, obviously, I try to fit as many of our events on there if I can make, make it make sense with 130 characters and I have to include the link. Um, and of course, Instagram. We have to have a good picture. So if you don't have a good picture, that event is not going on Instagram. In fact, most often events other than like exhibitions, like exhibition openings, we have lots of photos to use. So we want to craft those yeah. on Instagram. Um, and then fun stuff. Basically, Instagram is for more fun stuff. Okay. People want to see pretty pictures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're down to the last one. Um, how do you think social media affects the way you do outreach and the way institutions interact with their patrons? I think it's, it's definitely been helpful. Um, we get, I would say the majority of people find out about us and what we're doing from social media versus our emails or word of mouth. I mean, a lot of things happen word of mouth. So we, in our survey, we asked, how do you hear about us? Yeah. <laughs> And there are um, some news outlets, like Shala Jenna, they write about us, and we make sure that, so we have asked them, um, they're doing a really nice job of being an online newspaper. <laughs> but, yeah, social media is just, it's a great way to reach the audience that we want, um, as frequently or infrequently as we want, and it's just, it's just another way to get the word out, and I think... If any business isn't utilizing social media, they absolutely should be. Do you, do you guys, um, well, if you're a one-man show, you don't really have time to respond to comments on um, feeds? We try. We don't get a whole lot of comments, which is actually really? kind of refreshing <laughs> because I wouldn't have yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we do try to keep up. We get more comments on Instagram, actually. Uh, occasionally, depending on their certain programs, like right now we have studio figure drawing class and we're getting a lot of comments oh, really? people, <laughs> yeah. well, people will be like hey do you want to come to this class and they'll tag each other so it's yeah. not actually comments to yeah. us but they're, they're talking to each other I mean and that's nice because then it gives social media which originally kind of started out as more of a personal 
yeah. like connection, like it gives it that aspect where you can kind of, it kind of personalizes the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I think that we got through it all. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>